the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you joining with us again today as we continue talking about comebacks. And today we're going to talk about career comebacks, how to have a a comeback in your career or job. And before we jump into that, let me just uh, say a couple things. One is Thanksgiving will be coming up next week. And so I just want to wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. I've talked in previous episodes about gratitude, particularly how it's tied to happiness, to being a happy person and to having happiness in your life. You can go back and and listen to, to that episode. And actually twice I've talked about it. So it's great, really. Thanksgiving is great to focus us on gratitude and being thankful for our blessings and I hope that it won't just be you know a family holiday although that's great our youngest son is coming with his girlfriend that's going to be really nice to have them here and it's great to be with family Um, and it's you know great to uh, watch football the Patriots and Giants my two teams on Uh, Never before has that happened on Thanksgiving, so that is going to be great. And all the marvelous food, all good stuff. But at the end of the day, Thanksgiving is about being thankful and having gratitude. And I hope that you will practice that. It'll make you a happier person in many, 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 many ways. So happy Thanksgiving. The other thing is when we get to this time of year, we know that Christmas is really just around the corner and we're thinking about, you know, what are different gifts that we can get for people that we love. And in these uh, inflationary, challenging economic times, it's uh, maybe a little even a little more important than normal to try to find affordable gifts. And I just want to encourage you that a great gift would be my book, This Is Living. It's eighteen dollars if 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 it's regular priced, and sometimes it goes like on Amazon. They'll put it even uh, for a lower price than that, but that's less than twenty dollars. And if you get free shipping, I mean, it's 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 a great deal. Uh, and you can give someone something that has a hundred readings in it, so they've got you know someone says, "Oh, I'm not a reader," but it's not that kind of a book that you read in that way. You just read one each each day or each time, whatever it might be. And that maybe takes about three minutes, but you do that a hundred times and you've read an entire book. So it's a great book to give people to just give them some inspiration and some encouragement. Um, and again, it, it's for all kinds of readers, uh, not just the folks that uh, consider themselves readers. This is living daily inspiration to live your faith. You can get it on Amazon. So I would just encourage you to pick that up or pick multiple copies up and give it to different folks to, for, for gifts. It's an inexpensive, beautiful hardcover. It's got color uh, on the inside as well. It's a really nice looking book. Just a really, it'll just be a nice gift, affordable. But most importantly, it will really be something I think people come back to and say, man, thanks for giving me that. I read that one today and it really uh, it was really gave me a good boost for the day. So you can look for that uh, as you think about your Christmas shopping. All right, let's just jump in today because there's a lot to talk about when we talk about career comebacks. You know, you lose your job. Hey, that's a significant setback. You miss out on a promotion. Get passed over for a raise. 
these are setbacks that can happen. Your job, your career, you know, it's it's hugely significant because obviously it, it you know it provides for your needs. I mean you you need it in terms of having the money that we talked about in last the episode on financial comebacks. But, you know, it also gives you a sense of purpose. So losing a job and losing out on a promotion, not getting a raise, um, these are significant, significant things. Now, losing a job can result from different reasons. You know, you can be laid off or downsized or, or fired. The loss of your job could be entirely your fault. It could be partly your fault. It, it might not be your fault at all. But in the end, you've lost your livelihood. You need a career comeback. The biggest chunk of your time each day is is spent working. So it, this is a really, really, really big deal is to uh, be able to have a, a career comeback, um, to be able to be happy, satisfied, successful, whatever you want to call it in in the work that you do. Work is, you know, it's important. Losing your job is a big emotional blow. The loss of purpose, the loss of routine, the loss of income. I mean, this is huge. And of course, many times it's a loss of friends because many of our closest friendships are made at work. So we no longer have the job. We lose the friendships as well. And like all setbacks, it can take some time to recover, you know, from the from the blow from the the hit that you take um, and you really can't begin until you regain some emotional footing but once that happens you your goal should be I'm going to be so indispensable that I'll never lose a job I'll never miss out on a promotion I'll never get passed over for a raise I mean it's just not going to happen to me because I'm the person that If anyone's going to get the promotion, it's going to be me. If anyone's going to get the raise, it's going to be me. If anyone's not going to get laid off when we're downsizing, it's going to be me. I mean, that's what I want to help you in this episode is to just really become indispensable in your job so that you can avoid setbacks in your career in the future and have a marvelous career comeback. I think it all starts with... A commitment to, to to hard work, to just realizing that that is a part of uh, of any success in work is you know you've got to be willing to work at it. Proverbs twelve twelve twenty four says, "Work hard, you'll be a leader. Be lazy, you'll end up a slave." I mean, that's about as uh, uh, you know as as blunt as it can be. And then, and then in verse 27 says, anyone too lazy to cook will starve, but a hard worker is a valuable treasure. 93 CEOs were asked about what makes someone a successful leader. And they identified all kinds of qualities, vision, character, people skills. But there was only one quality that every single one of the CEOs agreed on. Imagine that, only one. They talked about many different ones, like I mentioned, and, and many other qualities that go into success. But they all, they all said hard work is, is, is crucial. It's the one factor that's universal. And, you know, you just, you don't have to look far. You know, you look in somebody like Michael Jordan, considered by many the greatest basketball player that ever lived. And what's legendary is his work ethic. In the offseason, Wayne Gretzky, considered the greatest 
Hockey player of all time, known for how hard he would practice. Jerry Rice, the, the greatest wide receiver ever to play professional football, his workouts emulated by other players because they were so hard and difficult. I mean, the best, the best didn't just have great talent. They had an incredible work ethic as well. You may know Malcolm Gladwell has written many bestseller books and in one in one of them, Outliers, he talks about the 10,000 hour rule. Maybe you've heard of it, claiming that the key to achieving world-class expertise in any skill is a matter of practicing it the correct way for a total of 10,000 hours. And he references Anders Ericsson, uh, who's the guy who came up with this uh, initially, and that greatness requires an enormous amount of work and talk, talks about how the Beatles performed in Germany 1,200 times over a four-year period massing over 10,000 hours of playing time in Germany. Did you know that? Not just in England. And that's where they gained their proficiency about how Bill Gates gained access to a high school computer and at the age of 13 spent 10,000 hours programming on it. So you want to become the most famous rock band of all time and you want to become, uh, you know, one of the most uh, uh, celebrated entrepreneurs, businessmen and wealthiest men in the world and at one time the most wealthiest man. Guess what? It's not an overnight sensation. And anytime you hear overnight sensation, almost inevitably the people will say overnight sensation. I've been working for years. You just found out about me, but I've been doing it for a long time. So the hard work that you got to put it in. And of course, it comes down to self-discipline. Got to discipline yourself to do the work. And it'll always be easier to binge watch the latest uh, TV show than to get, you know, than to get up and, and, and do the work. It'll, it'll be more enticing to talk on the phone and go out. It'll be more fun to surf the web and just waste hours. I mean, these things will never change. There'll always be, in fact, the only thing that will change is will be more, you know, uh, VR will take place and it, you'll just have more and more reasons to, to, you know, goof off, fool around, sleep in, then to put into work. But if you're going to have a comeback, then uh, you're going to have to put in the work and then you'll see the results that, that, that come from it. You know, too many of you hard work is sort of extra work. But when you work hard, you really set yourself apart. And this is where you safeguard yourself from uh, future career setbacks the difference in your work gets noticed and that gives you influence in a position of, of, of leadership and impact on other people. And it comes from good old fashioned hard work. There's just no way around it. Disciplining yourself to do what needs to be done. It just makes you a, a valuable part of any company, team, organization, group. If you work hard, you're, you're going to find that you're wanted always. You will consistently find people will want you because they know that you'll put in the work. So it's it's just a crucial part of what it means to have a career comeback is to just not make excuses, demonstrate initiative and follow through with it. There's just no way around it that anyone has ever come up with Uh you know, you can have a great idea to put, make that idea into reality is, is a whole nother process. 
And there's always going to be a place on a team for someone uh, who's willing to put in the work. There'll, there'll always be a place in a company. There'll always be a place in any organization for a hardworking person. Zig Ziglar used to say the elevator to success is out of order, but the stairs are always open. Yeah, man. I mean, come on. It's easier to take the elevator always, but the stairs, the elevator may be broke. The stairs are not. So set yourself apart with a, with a work ethic and just see what that can do for you in terms of just straight up being a being willing to to work harder. The other aspect and I've spoken and written on this before, I always like to talk about it is a commitment to excellence. <clears throat> this is the other way to guarantee a career comeback is to is to commit to excellence. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Should have put it on pause before I clear my throat. I love this phrase, excellence honors God and inspires people. You know, I just, I believe in it. I believe that it, it honors God and it, it's definitely inspiration to people. God wants us to excel. And uh, if you will, if you will commit to excellence, you can go places in this world. I'll never forget reading about the story of a plane crash back in 2006 in, in, in the Amazon rainforest in Brazil. It was a Boeing 737 commercial airliner and an executive jet. And when they got the proverbial black box out of the executive jet, what they discovered was the air traffic controllers had told the pilots in the executive jet and the pilots in the Boeing 737 to fly at the same altitude. It was also discovered that the executive jet's transponder was off 54 minutes before the time of the crash, the crew only turning it on three minutes before the accident. Footage of the radar screens at the time revealed the primary radar lost contact with jet 28 minutes after the transponder was off. The air traffic controller's lack of professional excellence, putting them on the same altitude, combined with the executive jet's pilot's failure to fly Excellently, and with the transponder on, caused 154 people to die. I mean, that's right. That's kind of as as stark as it gets, uh, as horrible as it could be of what can happen when there's a lack of excellence. But listen, friends, there's all kinds of unnecessary problems that are created by a lack of excellence. I mean, it's just it's just incredible how. It impacts your life in so many ways and can result in, again, so many potential career setbacks because of it. I remember we bought a, uh, a computer one time for the office and um, came time to install it. Turns out the hard drive was defective. I mean, you take a computer out of a box, it's supposed to work. How can something that drives the computer get shipped out of a factory and not work? And then, of course, all the wasted time back and forth to the store to get it all fixed and get it right. So whatever job you do or, you know, whoever you work for, whatever your profession it is, ultimately, you know, you, you've got to have an excellent standard and an excellent standard working excellently is going to keep you from almost all career setbacks. I mean, it could still happen. You know, it's, it could still happen. The whole company could go under and, you know, you're out of a job. And I mean, it's possible 
you know, things can happen like what happened with the lockdown and all that. But even then, if you have excellence, you're going to find your way faster to your comeback because living a life of excellence just enhances your life and certainly your career. So how do you do it? You know what, like, and what are some of the the ways in which, you know, and it's just, hey, be excellent. Well, what does that look like? All right, here we go. I'm going to rattle off some for you today in, in the rest of this episode. One is, is high standards. Unless you value excellence, you'll, you'll never be excellent. If you don't put a value on it, then, and you can quantify it, uh, then you can't define it, and then you don't know if you're reaching it. If you're going to achieve excellence, there has to be a standard. We know, we know, Companies, organizations, teams who standards excellence and time and time again, they they hit the mark. They do so because they have clear standards. They know what excellent looks like. Apple's a great example of consistent excellence in, in a company. There's just no doubt. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, you know, I I used to talk about this for years. They've, you know, they've turned around a little bit, but the Raiders, now the Las Vegas Raiders, back when they were Oakland Raiders, had their motto was commitment to excellence. And and that was really something because from 2003 to 2014, they won only 56 games and lost 136 games. They, they averaged over 11 losses a year for 12 seasons. I mean, you can't be worse than that. So to have a motto up for 12 years, commitment to excellence, and be the absolute opposite of that. I mean, that is just, come on. You, if you're going to set a standard, you know, you have to actually live up to that standard. Average is acceptable in our culture in many ways. You know, mediocre, you know, good enough to get by. But that is not the way you have a career comeback. God doesn't put you on this earth for for your one and only life to strive to be average. You want to be excellent. And if you follow Christ, I mean, you really want to, you've got to serve an excellent God, then you ought to have an excellent life and exhibit that excellence in everything that you do. And the standards have a way of quantifying what success and excellence looks like. And when you point to them and understand what they are, then you are a person who is excellent and whose work is excellent. And that will be rewarded. Another principle is working with enthusiasm. People who are excellent at what they do have enthusiasm. That's that's it. Enthusiastic people. You should be enthusiastic. And you need to understand, you know, like this is this is vitally important. People are always impacted by enthusiasm. I just I'm a huge believer in enthusiasm and effort. And effort, of course, has much to do with enthusiasm. I mean, it's enthusiasm that fuels effort. There's an enthusiasm quotient, and that depends on the person, the situation, and the circumstances. But what is most defining of excellence is, is what happens. Is, there, is, is that then translated into effort? Effort is something all of us control. Just 
Think about that. There's a lot of things we can't control. We can always control our effort. No one can stop you from being enthusiastic. You can stop yourself. Many people do, but no one can stop you from being enthusiastic. I mean, you can have circumstances that are discouraging. You can be around people that make life challenging, but ultimately it comes down to you that you would you know, work with all your heart if you're a student, your job is, you know, to be excellent in, in, in your studies. That's it. You, you know, you got to you have to put in the work. What does it look like? What does effort look like for a student? It, it, it means, you know, I'm going to have a good, enthusiastic attitude, even if it's in a subject, English, math, whatever that I don't necessarily like. And even when you get to college, you know, it's it's it takes a long time Take it from a guy who's got three degrees. <laughs> it takes a long time to get to a point in your studies where you finally get to focus in on the stuff that you're really interested in. I mean, it's like a funnel and it starts out wide and then eventually it gets more narrow. So for a good amount of your and that's college I'm talking about, let alone your high school education. So it takes a long time, you know, to really get so to 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 get to the you know, to the point where I'm really interested in all the stuff I'm studying. What's effort look like, you know, in 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 the home? Maybe you're a homemaker. What does it look like? I mean, you've got you who who do you answer to? You're you're running the house and you know, you can sit down and watch TV if you want, let everything go by the wayside, you know, park the kids in front of the television as well, or you can or, or you can show effort and have enthusiasm and make the home the absolutely best place that it could possibly be. Ultimately, we're all accountable. We're all accountable for what we do with our time. But when you have enthusiasm, it's contagious. People see it. And when that fuels your effort, it's going to get noticed. Here's another principle. Pay attention to details. Now, you may say, well, I'm not a detail-oriented or, uh, person by personality, so I'm exempted from this. But that's not, that's, not, oh, that's not what this is about. I'm a big picture visionary leader. I mean, that, you know, I've started a number of different organizations with you got to have a big vision for that. But you have to be able to pay attention to details. You, you, you've got to be able to do that. I love I love the story about when Walt Disney was producing, you know, this famous movie Snow White that's still around today. The illustrator spent 240 days, 240 days on a four and a half minute segment in which Snow White was playing with the dwarves while they were making soup and they were just making a big mess in the kitchen. Walt Disney liked the scene. He thought it was funny. But as the film, the project went on, he determined that it just didn't fit with the flow of the picture. So he cut it. 240 days of animation work down the tubes. Disney's decided if the film was going to work, the flow had to be perfect. And he had to choose between what was good and what was excellent. Ultimately, he chose what he thought was best. And Snow White is considered one of the greatest animated films of all time and even to this day right is still shown attention to detail 
I mean, there's many things that are acceptable and even good. There are far less that are great and excellent. And the difference between acceptable and great, between good and excellent, is the details. If you follow car racing, particularly, let's say, NASCAR, you know that sometimes, many times, the difference between winning and losing is details. It could be a half a pound of pressure in, in the tires. It, it, it could be one second longer spent in the pits could be the difference between winning and losing. I mean, that's just one second, half a pound. I mean, these, these are small details. There are all kinds of little adjustments that can be made on a race car. And just some of the just small details can determine who's winning and who's not. Millions and millions of dollars poured into professional racing and the little details are determining the difference. Teams hire engineers, spend all day, every day, all week trying to figure out how to make a little, the cars a little faster. Attention to detail. Here's another one. Deal positively with change. If you're going to be excellent, you have to be able to deal with change because change is a constant in life. You know, you can like it or not like it, but I'll tell you what, friends, it's it's not going to matter. <laughs> it's going to keep happening. It's easy to get negative under the pressures of unrealistic demands and changing expectations. I mean, you can do it. Many people do get negative about the job. And of course, again, that's how you can lose a job or miss out on a promotion or not get the raise. Or you can have a can-do attitude and you positively handle change. Bosses change, coworkers change, technology changes. You got to deal with it. There's really two ways to deal with change. Psychologists tell us you can be a benefit seeker or a consequence avoider. 85% of Americans are consequence avoiders rather than benefit seekers. In other words, they change because they have to, because it's forced on them begrudgingly without a good attitude. Maybe that's the reason you would experience a career setback, so you didn't welcome change at your job. Comeback happens when you're a benefit seeker. Benefit seekers are people who look at the benefits that change can bring. They try to identify the positives in any change and choose to focus on the benefits rather than the perceived negative consequences. They welcome change with the right kind of attitude and mindset. I'm telling you, friends, makes all the difference in the world I was talking with the president of a company about the workplace and change and attitude and, and, you know, just the attitude that people have and how he was said to me, you know, I just really want people to have a change friendly attitude. That's what I want. The people working in my company. And there it is from the president of a company. All right. How about one more? Love to talk about this stuff, man. Excellence. So important. Do more than is expected. Jesus said, if someone asks you to walk a mile, walk another mile. You know, this is where, you know, you've heard the phrase go an extra mile. Now you know where it comes from. It comes from Jesus. Here's what I can tell you about the extra mile. There's no traffic jam on the extra mile. Far too few ever travel the extra mile. This is such a key to excellence and success in your career. Do more than is expected. Anyone can do the minimum. 
Anyone can do just what has to be done. The people who excel are people who go beyond what is expected. When you do more than is expected, you move into new territory. And friends, in that new territory, a lot of good things happen. You get into the extra mile territory, you get into the creative world. And the world of creativity is where so much takes place that ends up being a benefit and a blessing in your life. It's amazing what, what can happen. I was at a dinner party, was, met some people, and we were just talking about the creative process and, and the creative energy that happens when you know you get into a workplace where people are willing to go the extra mile. I mean, if you've had a setback or, you know, if you're kind of bored, you know, why don't you try going the extra mile? Try going into new territory you haven't been in before and see if that doesn't spark something inside of you that can create greater excellence. Here's here's what I know for certain. You commit to hard work and you commit to excellence, you are going to have a career comeback. You are going to be successful. You are not you are not going to be the one when it comes time to choose who stays and who goes. You're not going to be the one to go. When it comes time to decide who should get the promotion, you're going to be the person. You're not going to be passed over. When it's time for a raise, you're going to be the first person. You put these principles into practice. You practice them over time in your job and in your career and you're going to end up having a great deal of success and you will avoid the career setbacks and you will have a marvelous career comeback and you can have a great career that's fulfilling, that takes care of your needs financially and that gives you a real sense of fulfillment and purpose in life. I hope you'll do it. Have a great holiday again. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.